Level's good? Yeah. All right. And recording. Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, May 5th, hmm. which I just remember because yesterday was oh, right. May the 4th. It's like we missed it. That would have been fun to record, on, which I, I guess we could have since there's no like timeline of life anymore. I was but. too busy being an emotional wreck at the wrap-up of Clone Wars. Oh, oh my I God. Forgot. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, because people were talking about that, and I haven't been. I never watched Clone Wars. I watched the other one. Rebels? Rebels, which is yeah, also yeah. very good. It's good, which I guess is like a sequel? Or... Uh, yeah, a couple of characters show up, but it's uh, you could just watch it by itself. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's after in continuity, in yeah. canon, on the timeline, the Star Wars timeline. Okay. Was it, Clone Wars the one, too, that started out with the 10-minute episodes back in the day, or was that those called are something else? unrelated, confusingly enough. But they, it is called Clone Wars? Yeah, they did a bunch of short... <laughs> traditional animation which were awesome by the way yeah by jenny tartaskoski who did samurai jack yeah. and powerpuff girls all kinds of cool stuff dexter's laboratory did he do that i forget if he did that maybe that's well, in that someone same else era that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then they did clone wars in this kind of puppet animation style <laughs> cg <laughs> they're just trying everything now it's great though like the story's great yeah and even for people who don't like the prequels it's just it just adds something to that era that's what i've been hearing like it actually makes them better like it fleshes them out and stuff yeah and just really emotionally powerful stuff Mm -hmm. the finale the last four episodes yeah were just like the best action movie you've ever seen wow so it's done like done 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 for now you know who knows with star wars yeah but yeah that's the end in this end i don't think it's much of a spoiler but this the clone wars ends yeah as that kind of revenge of the sith era does as well so whatever Mm. that is like 18 years before a new hope or something like that so (laughs) but does it have yoda being like and this Clone War has pretty much yeah (laughs) but man that was a good show but yeah that was yesterday was a good may the fourth because Clone Wars is great. Yeah. And again, to talk about stuff we usually jokingly avoid. Well. <laughs> Disney Plus put out a behind-the-scenes episode for Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're allowed to talk about this stuff because it's all, you know, yeah. Star Wars is movies. And, and the filmmakers involved, it's, you know, Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah, they're directors. Like, they're film directors as well. Yeah. I believe. Well, and I forget the fellow's name, but it's one of the guys directed the independent movie Dope a couple years ago. Good movie. And yeah, so that show is a really neat behind the scenes look at that show. Then they also announced that Taika Waititi is going to direct a new Star Wars film. Yeah, which is crazy. Amazing. So someone was like, I hope it's good. And I was like, <laughs> he hasn't done a bad thing. No, my only fear with it is that I just, because he, he even said on that documentary that people reeled him in, like Favreau reeled him in so he didn't get too kooky. Because like, right. I love Taika Waititi, but his stuff can get kooky. Which is not like a bad thing. It's just like Star Wars, you don't really think kooky, right? And my only fear is that now that he has this power and this success rate and the Oscar, yeah, he, he make it like you're like, oh, Star Wars, you know, like, whoa, the troops are going crazy. Like, well, no, I don't you, think he will, but if you look at Jojo Rabbit and you look at Thor Ragnarok, right. his two kind of bigger mainstream movies, mm-hmm. and then you go back before that, all his stuff has humor in it for sure, yeah. But even Thor Ragnarok has some real emotional family moments in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I trust him that it, I'm sure, will have some humor in it. Yeah, it and has to. At this point, with the Star Wars universe, like with the rest of our planet, we yeah. kind of don't know what's going on. No. They still have this trilogy looming that yeah was gonna be the game of thrones guys or might have been ryan johnson well i think johnson's there was two separate trilogies i think yeah. so johnson i is supposedly still doing his trilogy then there's the taiko Watiti, there's the kevin feige one 
Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and yeah. then there's the Knights of the uh, whatever the the, the yeah. old night re, old Republic, supposedly. And that was I think the Game of Thrones one. The, there was kind of a rumor that theirs was old Republic stuff, like pre everything. And so like I was reading a list yesterday. From what we're told, there's like five projects in in the and, and the Obi Wan series. Uh, yeah, and like a lot of that has become TV because yeah. Obi-Wan and Mandalorian at one point were both films yeah. and on the heels of Solo not doing a billion dollars, they kind of changed their mind a bit. Yeah. This works better, I think, to be honest. Oh, like, yeah. Especially and, like having seen Mandalorian, of course, but like with Obi-Wan, I just like a 90 minute Obi-Wan and then it's over. I don't know. Like I can't, I want more. Is, I mean, I'm saying this as a, as the voice of a movie theater, but there is some stories for television that work better because you get, 12 hours versus two right some were just fine i also like the idea there was some rumor of an obi-wan movie that was going to be a very simple western Mm -hmm. like just a two-hour movie minimal dialogue about a hermit in the desert taking care of a family without them knowing about i love that idea just the simplicity because you look at the comic books for star wars the expanded universe there's a lot of cool little stories that (laughs) wouldn't fit a trilogy yeah but work really well as something smaller and you look at mandalorian they could have totally fit that into two hours. Yeah. If it was the story of Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, kind of, for sure. you know, take out the Chicken Walker episode, take out yeah. the, the Prison Break episode. Yeah, because there was a few where it was just, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to say it felt padded, but, like, there was a couple moments where you're like, okay, we get it. You know, he's a good guy, but yeah. he has to do bad stuff and et cetera. But then, like, you know, the bookend episodes were fantastic, obviously, and, like, the whole series was good. But it's funny you mentioned that because that essentially is a Western at its oh, heart sure. you know it's a minimal dialogue western based thing of a guy protecting so it's basically what you just said but yeah. <laughs> for not not obi-wan yeah. so that's true and it works so well you know because i'm not i wouldn't typically say i'm a big western fan like i like them okay but it's funny watching something like that and you're just like man this is actually great like, i'm hoping this inspires the big screen because i have no complaints about the big screen for star wars yeah but just to do something fun do something you're a theater owner like you're kind of, oh god yeah you're so biased but even like, I mean, like we joke about before, like we're bad judges. Like, yeah, yeah, like, it's I true. don't know what you have to do to be bad to us because yeah, I watched Solo and I was like, wow, that was great. And yeah. I watched Rogue One and was like, that was great. And I watched Last Jedi and was like, yeah. that was great. So Does, is there any Star Wars that Lee doesn't like? No, well, probably not. Because I was trying to think of that. I was like, what's the, what's the, like the special, I guess the holiday special would be about the closest. Yeah. And even then he'd be like, well, that cartoon though. And it's funny <laughs> because another podcast I listened to about Star Trek stuff was saying, you shouldn't have to, because especially nowadays, there's always a comic book series or a novel mm-hmm. that's like the lead into oh, Star God. Trek, whatever. The, the lead yeah, into yeah. Star Trek Picard. Like lead all those into... comics back in the day where they're like, Maximum Carnage. You have to buy 78 oh, different yeah. like, it, books just to make sense of one little thing. And he said, and it's true, like a moviegoer should not have to read a book to get the backstory of something. Yeah. But- I'm guilty of having read the backstory to Star Wars Last Jedi, Mm -hmm. or sorry, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, so my brain doesn't go, oh, that sucks, Rose isn't in it enough, because I go, oh, I read that miniseries where she had an adventure with Rey and Leia right before, Yeah, and I'm like, oh, wait, that wasn't in the movie, so expanded universes are interesting for that, because you get all those, I mean, Star Wars is hilarious, because like, all these action figures for characters who were on screen for a third of a second. We were, that's so funny. We were just watching a bunch of those, the, the toy ads yesterday for May the 4th. I put on like half an oh, hour yeah. of old. They're like, yeah, get Walrus Man and so-and-so. And you're just like, what? You're really pumping these out now. Well, it's my claim to fame of poor kid judgment <laughs> is I distinctly remember standing in a Kmart or Zellers or whatever with my dad. 
and him going, okay, you could have one of the normal action figures. And I remember Darth Vader and I remember Boba Fett being there oh, and IG-88. And I picked oh, those out- are three amazing ones. <laughs> yeah. And I picked out the gunk droid. There was something that was like, I want that gunk droid. See, no, but that you think that might be like some bad story, but I had the Rancor Keeper. So oh, like yeah. that's, if you thought yours was like a bit whack, like, <laughs> and my friend even joked that when we were, we were doing like, I don't know, online social distancing, digital viewing, whatever that you want to call it last night. And he was like, Oh, Rancor Keeper. Who would even want that? And I was like, <laughs> I had that Rancor Keeper. Yeah. I remember getting, there was a droid who didn't have any legs or anything. He was a medical <laughs> droid who had kind of octopus arms and a flat head and was just like, he, he wasn't humanoid. He was just like a stick with a head. I had that guy. That sounds awesome though. You had these weird esoteric characters that no one yeah. remembers. Except was, the gonk droid. I mean, he's a classic. Oh, the gonk droid. Everyone loves the gonk droid. And I saw that. And it's funny because I associate the gonk droid with you. Yeah. Oddly enough, and maybe it's because of that story and it's just in my head, but last night we saw that in the ad and I was like, oh, Josh, like yeah, it just yeah. <laughs> immediately. I got a gunk droid tattoo because okay. I, don't think I, I wanted that. to get the most, I was like, ah, oh, probably a lot of people have Jesus. Boba Fett or Your dad was like, R2. you get one tattoo. <laughs> you get one like, tattoo. I'm a gunk droid. Man, I've been having dreams. I have these dreams that aren't fantastical. Yeah. You know, I'm not flying. I'm not in space. <laughs> I'm not fighting monsters. <laughs> You're it's, doing it wrong, bud. <laughs> it's just me getting a tattoo. Like, I swear. Or it's me just... And it, it's this... It's it's the pandemic's fault. Because yeah. I'm having dreams of normalcy. Yeah. Of I might have gone to the tattoo parlor in the last few months. Mm-hmm. Or I would have gone to see a movie or gone to whatever. So I'm having these dreams of normalcy. Yeah. That I've heard people are having now because you're not... You dream about whatever you're thinking about. Yeah. So because you're not doing your routine, there's probably people who work in the dentist's office who are having dreams about dentistry. Oh just, like, just like next, you know, yeah. like just, just number, please. You know, <laughs> oh God. And it's funny, like when everything was normal, you know, and I would have dreams about being at work and nothing happens. It's just a normal, you're at work and you're like, and then you wake up and you have to go to work. You're like, well, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> I just did a shift. I've had dreams before of a Goonies-like adventure at the Mayfair where we go into the Heller or yeah. the Heller is our little basement like one, below one of two basements one of two scary basements we have going to the heller and, and just go on a goonies adventure like oh my god yeah, I yeah, found like, a trap door oh man see now i want that more than anything yeah but yeah you were talking about social distance yeah we really together we really jumped there we jumped the there yeah three minutes but to get off of star wars because lee's not even here to enjoy this star wars conversation well, and again it is valid because it's, it's valid. still we consider may the fourth to be like a two three day event i think oh for sure <laughs> well today's like revenge of the fifth which i only heard Ooh. about today yeah you gotta, i just you gotta heard do of it now bad guy stuff oh that's is that okay well please don't do anything to no, me. Don't do anything i'd bad. rather you didn't but there's been some this very endearing kind of togetherness we're getting from artistic folks on sunday night i watched the touring crew of Mystery Science Theater did a live riff. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny. They did a live riff of a previously riffed movie. That they had riffed. That they had riffed. Okay. So it was a season one riff and the current crew doing it. And there was an after show and they said they did that just because much easier to do. Instead of having to write 90 minutes of riffs, they were yeah. just kind of joking in between. And it was very well done. They did some funny kind of prop humor where it was a um, called Moon Zero Two. And there was oh, a yeah. thing where... The door on a vehicle blew out into space, and the host Emily did a little thing where the door flew past her face, so she was kind of like <laughs> hand puppeting it, you know. That's funny. Or somebody threw a cup, and yeah. then one of the robots had a cup fly past them, <laughs> and they were basically unlike traditional Miss Science Theater. They were in four 
Brady Bunch boxes on the side uh. of the screen. And then the movie playing beside <laughs> like it. Hollywood Squares or something. Well, and it worked because the old shows were traditional TVs. Yeah. So there was that widescreen mm-hmm. room to put them in the side. Oh, yeah. That's me. That and they sense. just did it. It was totally free. Oh, I was wondering about that, if it was like a Kickstarter thing. or No, totally free. They did a bunch of shout outs to yeah. healthcare professionals and mm. people working on the front lines and nice. stuff like that. It was really well done. And that's just something they did. And they all did it from their respective homes. Mm-hmm. It worked. The technology worked for them. It was live. But it's just this nice thing to see. I'm not much for kind of chatting along, but on the side window, on commercial breaks, they just had a freeze frame and like a two minute countdown and okay. you heard them behind the scenes. Oh, nice. So it was kind of neat. You can get your snacks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I opened up and they had a thing where if you sent in a riff, they might say it. Mm-hmm. But there was like 30,000 people oh, doing clearly, it. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> so my chances were slim, but yeah. I sent in a couple. But it was neat seeing everybody. And it was completely positive. Everybody was nice. Everybody was so thankful just to get together, you <laughs> yeah, know? they're not like, oh, this movie again? You guys already did this. Exactly. Like, there was no <laughs> horrible internet trolls. And then right on the heels of that, that ended. We made dinner of pierogies that we got delivered oh, from yeah. Targ. Pierogies and beer. And then at 9 o'clock, Targ does their stay-at-home free play. Oh, right. Where they have a DJ on Instagram. And you stay at home and play video games and chat with people. And just those two things back-to-back were such a nice thing and you know we're all so excited to get back to it like i can't wait to be you know either working here on a sunday night or coming to see a seven o'clock movie here Mm -hmm. and then walking across the street to targ and going to free play but while we're all stuck these things are so nice and the nerd community is great this comic artist named jim lee who if you're a comic reader you know who that is a legend He's been doing these, he calls them sketches, but they're finished <laughs> yeah. pieces. Yeah, yeah, where they, it was something you and I would do, look like just garbage. Yeah. And he's doing one a day for 60 days. I think he's about halfway through uh-huh. and selling them on eBay. Smart. And they're beautiful. Like fundraising, obviously. Yeah, they're going assuming. for like $10,000 a piece. Wow. So like rich nerds are buying them. Yeah. And all that money is going to go, I believe it's going to comic stores who are in trouble. Nice. So he's going to make $600,000. Yeah. And give $10,000 a piece to 60 different stores or something like that. Yeah, because he's like the president of... He's... He's or some, he's, uh, he's the something to DC. Yeah, like yeah, the, like the really CEO high up, or something yeah. Like that. And he still is a... doesn't do as much as he used to, but a comic artist. Uh-huh. So you see stuff like that and you're like, yeah, it's horrible now, but yeah. those niceties are wow. nice. Yeah, and that's it's incredible to do. And I, I remember watching, um, we had talked about that Mark Hamill show where he went around looking at nerds' collections of random oh, yeah. stuff. And yeah, so yeah. the first episode, he goes to see Jim Lee at the DC, DC offices. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Because he was Marvel before, right? He, uh, was, he was Marvel in Image Comics and now he's been yeah. DC for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. And so they go to his amazing office, obviously, and he's got all this crazy stuff and just, and, and also it's Mark Hamill. Who, and you're, so you're already geeking out about the fact that you got yeah. Mark Hamill involved. <laughs> and then he's geeking out about Jim Lee. And it's so weird. We've talked about that before, you know, heroes geeking out about their heroes. And oh, you're yeah. just like, but you're Mark Hamill. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Well, and to kind of keep on track of stay at home stuff. Yeah. We also live in this bizarre world where we are now encouraging you to watch movies at home on behalf of the Mayfair. Yeah, yeah. So it's finally... That was a good segue. <laughs> it's... So Kinosmith, which is a really great company, a lot of documentaries. In the past couple of years, I know we've screened a Hitchcock documentary from them mm-hmm. and a Star Wars documentary from them. Mm. A really good one called The People versus George Lucas, which right. I was afraid was just going to be trashing George for 90 minutes. Yeah. But it wasn't. It kind of showed really both sides of the story. It was really well done. The Hitchcock one was all about the shower scene specifically. Oh, yeah. So they do really cool docs. So they came with us to an offer where basically my concern with this kind of stuff was just we didn't want to pay a bunch of money in. And, you know, you hear bands complaining right. about streaming services. You get like a penny, you mm-hmm. know. 
So that wasn't really worth our time. And it's weird to encourage people to stay home and watch movies. You don't want people to... It's, it's just strange, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. weird for us to do that. But they came to us very nice, just wanting to help us out, throw us a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. So we're just getting a cut of these movies. So you can go to our website and click over. Mm-hmm. It's one movie called This Is Not A Movie, which is a <laughs> war journalist movie. And it is a movie. It is just a movie. To, just to be clear. <laughs> don't listen to the title. It is a movie. <laughs> and then The Booksellers, which is kind of a nice movie about new york city right. bookstores and the the eccentric people who run them yeah i love the difference between the two like it's like you yeah. know if you if you want your no your heady bit heavier material you know maybe like maybe watch that one first and then the bookseller second i don't know but that's what i did yeah because yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I knew that this is not a movie was gonna be heavy right and it's very interesting very quirky central character who's this journalist who's been doing it for 40 years and mm-hmm. he's on the front lines in the middle east Wow. But there's some footage in that movie that's rough, you yeah. know. They, it's footage of war. Yeah. But a very interesting documentary. So basically, yet you go, you click over from our website, you'll see a page that says, you'll see the little Mayfair logo on it. Mm-hmm. And you click and you pay your rental fee and there you go. And you can watch it from home. It looked great. We watched it at home just, you know, magically zapping it over to our TV and yeah. worked fine. And So yeah, so you can support the Mayfair. And I said, it's a funny thing where you're both supporting the Mayfair and supporting an independent Canadian distributor. Mm-hmm. So it's like a one-two punch. And then for booksellers, I said, and then if this was a movie we had been screening normally, right. we'd be probably doing Black Squirrel Presents That's or something. That's what I was going to say. Like, it makes sense, perfect sense. So I said on Facebook, and you can go to Black Squirrel Books mm-hmm. and order some books. So you can <laughs> you can triple it up on yeah. your support right now. You can now. order books <laughs> while you're watching the movie, technically. Yeah, because they got a thing now where I believe it's you get... 40 bucks of books and it's free delivery Mm -hmm. or you could ask for a smaller amount of books i think yeah there's there's a 20 dollar one and a 40 dollar one i think yeah Yeah, i could be wrong but and even the smaller one has like a reasonable delivery fee but if you have 40 bucks worth of books bam free delivery you get a whole bunch of books put on your front porch and it's fun and it's like it's still a mystery box i think Uh, yeah but they're not it's not one of those like oh god these aren't selling here's some crap like they're actually taking their time to hand select like good stuff but yeah so you can sit at home and watch Mayfair movies and a lot of people have been chirping in on Facebook and Twitter and stuff and very endearing people saying that they're going to watch whatever we end up putting out through Kino Smith we don't know what's coming next we don't know so I don't even know what a downside would be like I'm not sure what angry people (laughs) could have done where they're just like oh you do it for this but not the room or something like that oh like ah god okay so let's segue over to the room (laughs) this is great we're like professionals here I know we're killing it so I put a post up five days ago, six days ago. <laughs> that keeps showing up on my feed constantly. Yeah, just, I just it's of interest and kind of bittersweet, but saying we're missing out on the 127th consecutive month. But fret not, we'll be back for 128. And even though we probably can't say consecutive anymore, it still is a world record of saying the 128th month. Yeah. That's and, still and cool. every theater in the world is closed. Yeah. So literally nobody could keep yeah. the street going. And a couple people very funnily said... Just do it with like an asterisk, like a baseball thing. Like, And then some people said, do a streaming. But it's not that easy. Like no. like the Mystery Science Theater thing we talked about, ton of work, technicians working, you know. So for us to do a streaming thing, even if we were allowed to, yeah. it's getting a camera in here. It's right. the internet set up. It's all, like, it's not as easy as you think of just doing it, you know. Yeah. And I don't even think it would be as good as people think in their heads. No. Like they're picturing it being some amazing thing. And I, I don't think it would be that. I think it would be kind of crappy. Like, yeah. Just... <laughs> and so I, most people were cool and I just kind of either nicely said, a simple can't yeah. or it's not that easy. After or... the 58th person suggested oh, it, you're just like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah, and I just said, or it's kind of like, you know, say if you've gone to 127 basketball games in a row, and then you watch the 128th one at home. 
that doesn't count. You're still nah. doing it, but it doesn't count. So, so, but it was fine and moved on and there was no big fights. And then one guy popped up and man, he was angry. And I, it was I, not Tommy Wiseau either. No. And when this happens, I swear, I don't even read the whole thing. Yeah. Well, there's it, no point. Like if you had taken his Facebook message and put it on paper, it was probably a page. Yeah. But the highlights were your guys are going to be closed soon anyway and turned into condos. Nice. Just oh my God. So my first thing is I do two things. I kill him with kindness. Yeah. So I just play dumb and I reply going, thanks for your suggestion. Sorry you're upset about not seeing the room. We'll see you at the room when we come back. So I just yeah, yeah. kind of play dumb like that. In our heritage building that cannot be demolished and turned into <laughs> condos. But anyway. Yeah. And then I just erase them. I just like, yeah. boom, you're erased. You know. There's no point. But it's a, I just comment on that because it's funny that so much positivity, everybody yeah. nice, people understanding when I reply to why we can't do a certain thing. Yeah. And uh, maybe this guy was just having the worst day ever yeah because man he was like but just to go out of your way to a business and go you're gonna be torn down soon well that's not cool and that's <laughs> and it's the funny thing that's a debate i've had quite a lot on twitter the last couple of weeks where it's the difference between the people who miss the theatrical experience and the people who have instantly turned on it and want it gone forever yeah and don't care at all what that means for anyone who does like it and the thing too uh, that i always have to remember is that when I think of the theatrical experience, I think of the Mayfair. And, right. you know, sure, sometimes I reluctantly admit that I've gone to the major chains as well. But that's what most people think of the major chains. So when people are like, oh, I'm so tired of this. I'm done with this. Snack prices, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Bad selection. And I get defensive. But then I have to remind myself, not everyone has. A lot of people will never have a Mayfair or a Bytown or anything that's not a Cineplex. And oh, so yeah. I have to remember, okay... I'm not battling the same thing that you're battling, you know, but even still, what is with this bleakness? Like, what do you care? Like, just yeah. don't go. Can we go? Come on, bud. I always think that of anytime somebody gets mad, whether it's they're mad because Disney's doing a Home Alone remake mm -hmm. or they're mad because, you know, another sequel's coming. They're mad because you know, whatever they're mad about, they're mad because somebody's doing a Kickstarter and they think a rich person shouldn't do a Kickstarter. Yeah. I'm like, you don't got to go. You don't got to watch the remake. Yeah. You don't got to chip in on the Kickstarter. It's the Transformers example where I watched Transformers 1 and 2 in the multiplexes, mm -hmm. both of which I got for free. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got those free passes from the radio station or whatever back in the day. So it was packed. And... Packed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't go see 3, 4, and 5. Yeah. Because I just, even though I'm a Transformers nerd, I'm like, well, I didn't like the first two. Mm -hmm. And never say never. Maybe one day I'll be on a plane or yeah. for some reason stuck in a house with no internet and the only thing there is Transformers. <laughs> I don't know. Where like, is this? Like a log cabin in yeah, the woods I, or something? I, I've been kidnapped. Why are these copies even here? <laughs> yeah. But I always get like, when people get frustrated at stuff that they don't have to be frustrated about. Like, yeah. if you're frustrated because your neighbor's being loud or you're frustrated because Canada Post stopped delivering you mail for some reason, mm -hmm. something that you can fix, something that you can try to negotiate with somebody you're mad about. But when it's just something like, oh, they're making another movie that you don't want to see, don't go see it. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and, that's, and there's so much, oh, I, I don't care about this comments. And you're like, well, why did you take that time? Like, yeah. well, you clearly do care. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, it's easy. You could just, oh, everyone's at home. Everyone has time. Who cares? Whatever. Oh, I'm on the toilet, so I'm going to tweet random stuff. But it's like, I don't know. There's just enough. Like, we're trying to be positive. There's enough negativity now. Yeah. That, like, come on. Just... Like, and especially, like, when I see, I'm trying to think, like, but I think Gwen liked this more than I did. But we watched the David Harbour Hellboy. Right. And I admit, I've been reading Hellboy for 25 years, so I'm deep in. Man. 
So sometimes that helps, sometimes that hinders. Where I looked at David Harbour Hellboy, and I love David Harbour. Right. The director did that werewolf movie years back that I really liked, Dog Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was him. Uh, the monsters look cool. I just, I did not like New Hellboy. Like, at um, all? Or like him playing Hellboy? I did like the... Or... I should be able to separate, like, this is the multiverse. This is a different mm. Hellboy. This is not the Hellboy I read in comic books. So I didn't like the characterization of Hellboy. I don't know. I found it a bit too over the top, like purposefully kind of blood and guts, you for know? For sure, yeah. Kind of what a lot of people are guilty of nowadays, like going for that R rating. Like, yeah, yeah. So I didn't like it, but I moved on. Like I didn't send anybody an angry email. Yeah. I didn't rant on a blog about it. Mm-hmm. If I met David Harbour, I certainly wouldn't bring it up to him. I'd go, oh, you're so good on Stranger yeah. Things. But there is that tendency of people just wanting to be angry. And, <laughs> and especially if you're not a paid critic. If you're a yeah. critic, okay, go write your negative review. Yeah. But if you're just a person, you've got so much else you could do with that 15 minutes of your life. Yeah, and I feel for those people who come along, like, who make a Hellraiser without Pinhead, you know. Uh, oh, right, and, yeah. Or, like, who make a third Hellboy, well, technically a third Hellboy. Right, But yeah, yeah. without Guillermo del Toro or any of the people involved. And it's you're already going to be facing so much negativity from people who oh, are just yeah. like, why bother, why bother? Even if you make the best movie ever, they're just going to be like, well, you know, Del Toro should have gotten a completed trilogy, you know. Right, yeah. And, 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 you know, Doug Bradley, you know, it's or the same with Freddy. It's like, you know, well, if you don't have Robert Englund, I'm not interested in Nightmare on Elm Street. And you're like, that universe could be so interesting. That would be a great, like, HBO show, like a 10-part Elm Street thing and you're just like robert england i love the guy but he's like what 65 or something yeah and i think he's pretty much done too and i always point out that there are many a great remakes Mm -hmm. many whether it's the thing or true Mm -hmm. grit the blob that's a real underrated one yeah or stuff that comic book adaptations that people thought were unfilmable like scott Mm -hmm. pilgrim and it was really good is a huge example of that so yeah, it's like, I never get the negativity. Yeah. I just... I'm not going to lie to you. I did like the new Hellboy. Like, I mean, not, oh, yeah, I, see, I've and never fine. read the comic. I, yeah. I did nothing. Like, I liked... I thought the first Hellboy movie was fine. Like, it was good, but it wasn't like a classic, yeah. in, in my opinion. The second one I thought was great. Like, yeah. it was everything the first one was, but a bit better, a bit more budget. And the new one, like, it just... I didn't. I don't have a, a dog in the race, you know? So, for me, yeah. I was just like... It's a goofy, over-the-top B-movie. And Harbor, I thought, did pretty well, considering. I mean, yeah. with, you know, it's such big shoes to fill. Which is sort of funny, because I was watching the Ice Pirates last night as, like, a Star Wars oh, knockoff. Ice Pirates. Which, which has uh, Ron Perlman in it. And, oh, my God, really? Yeah, Ron Perlman, Angelica Houston, David Carradine, like, a rogues gallery of cast. Holy but he, cow. Does, he doesn't have the chin yet, because he's so he's 84. Same year as Nightmare on Elm Street, Robert Englund. So that would have been, what, before... Beauty and the Beast TV show? Yeah, yeah. Like, so it would have been filmed in 83, probably. Wow. Is it filmed the same year that Return of the Jedi came out? This is how my brain works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. No, that's me too. I remember things of like, <laughs> when did I see Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Okay, I was that old. That's I, where I lived. I was one. So. Yeah. I, I was taken to the theater in 83 to see it, but it doesn't count. I mean, I saw it. I don't know. That's a weird one. It's like Batman movies where it's like, okay, the first one I was in high school, the second <laughs> one I was in high school, yeah. the third one I was in college, and the fourth one I was out of college. <laughs> and then there were others <laughs> Just, yeah. and it goes from there but yeah no it's it's i always feel for people trying to make their own and it happens a lot with the texas chainsaw massacre series is a good example because you get every so often you have these people come along and they're like oh it's going to be gory or it's going to be this or that it, it, you tell people their fans what they want to hear and then it's usually studio interference or just i don't know the acting or something like that and it just it never comes together and i really do feel because there are people who are trying like the guys who did inside uh the guys who did martyrs there's yeah. been people who come along and you're like oh man on paper this should be great and it's just it's never great and yeah. it, you're just 
man, can't you stick the landing at least once? Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't understand why. Yeah, I'm flabbergasted. You're still, you, yeah, you're, you're like brain. Yeah, I'm pondering <laughs> the stupidity of wasting your life being angry at right. pop culture. Yeah, and, and, and even, and it brings back to like last week when we were talking about the HBO Hellraiser series, where you, you've got people, even then, you're just, like, I don't think you realize how huge, well, you realize, but I don't think yeah. they realize how huge that is, like an R-rated or unrated, whatever, big budget HBO Hellraiser series. Like that shouldn't really happen. Yeah. And the fact that it is, how is someone's first reaction like, oh, well, if you don't get 65-year-old Doug Bradley, then I'm not interested. Like, the <laughs> yeah. only way that this big budget HBO horror series could be good is if you get that guy. Maybe the writing. Perhaps maybe that's more important. Who knows? Do you have anything to recommend? Well, let me see. I had to. I, I usually don't write notes, but it's so much cool stuff is happening. We talked about the Mayfair docs. Thought that was cool. Side note: on this Friday, so two days after this goes live, I'm gonna be a guest speaker as a quote unquote podcast expert for my neighbor across the hall. The guy who's they've booked a few. He works at the high school. Cool. He's booked a few things. So he basically was like, "We're doing a, a podcast project. Did you want to like just chat? You know, I'll ask you a few questions." And I was like, "I'm. I don't know if I'm a expert. Are you skyping in? Or yeah, what? yeah, exactly. That's so, neat. It's sort of the irony is like we have sunrooms that are like right next to each other and I can literally hear him teaching over Zoom or whatever it is. And I thought it would be, fu- I'll probably be in my living room so there isn't this weird cross-pollination yeah. verbally. But yeah, I'm just, and he's like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, really? I mean, I'm not, I'm, thank you. Like, you're saying I'm an expert. That's huge for me. That's like someone calling me Mr. You know? Just remember to talk about basketball as much as possible. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, like, what shirt do I wear? You know, I got to look cool or whatever. So, and I'm like, do I, should I be saying that Josh should be doing this? Like, am I, it's really only a proximity thing. Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked on that. So That's I'll be cool. doing that Friday. Kind of unrelated to this, but it's like our podcast has built up to this and we've gotten, uh, I've gotten a lot of nice comments about the podcast the last like couple of weeks and just, it's really such yeah. a nice feeling because we, I feel like we just come in here because we like to talk and we're yeah. just chilling like, and, and it's like, oh wait, people are listening and also liking it. You know? <laughs> like, I had some really nice comments of people just saying they're thankful that we're kind of here still doing this routine. Yeah. Yeah, it's been very nice. And they feel like it almost to me seems like they're like, wow, thanks for all that effort. And it's like, we're not going through like snowfields to, to get <laughs> yeah. here. And like, to me, it's not, it's no big deal. And like, we're I, not doing two hour episodes because I don't want to edit that long. That's why yeah. I keep it around half an hour, 35 minutes. That's the other thing. And like, that's completely valid. But yeah, so like, I, that's a cool project. Another thing I want to mention is that I have refused to watch this stupid Tiger King thing. Me but, too. <laughs> but Nicolas Cage has been announced as starring in a scripted series based on it. So I'm now I'm I will watch the cage one and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll watch this. That's an example of something I'm so sad isn't a movie versus a TV show because I just would like to show it here. It would be. Oh, man. Yeah. Like and that's uh, I just the only reason I haven't watched it is because I've been trying to not watch depressing things. True. Which is why I never, I, I'm, I'm careful if what I recommend to you. I'm like, okay, is this yeah. too depressing? I don't want to, I don't want to bum out Josh. Yeah. Okay. We watched, oh, I watched The Lodge finally. Oh yeah. Yeah. It finally, it finally went digital. So I was able to watch it after all these months when I, I meant to come here and it just was, I don't know, it's raining or something. I'm like, ah, I can't make the 10 minute bike ride. That's too much, but really good. Like really I, good. I, um, like I definitely guessed one of the twists, I guess, about midway through the movie, because you're just like, okay, obviously it's blank, but that doesn't spoil the movie. That doesn't, that's not like everything there is to it. And it was, oh, some of the visuals were just astounding. Like just such a beautiful is not the word, but just, you know, it just, it's very interesting when you're watching a movie and you're really into it. And then there's just shots, even in like, I think it was, we watched Galaxina and Ice Pirates last night. I think it was Galaxina. There was just a few shots where you're just these weird 80s, low budget sci-fi 
and then they nail a couple shots and it just oh, it yeah. just really blows your mind you're like wow you this is so inept and not a good movie but wow that looked good, good. Job, everybody. <laughs> yeah good job on that one thing yeah we watched that and then uh, emily had never seen the frighteners oh i love the frighteners which i didn't know was originally supposed to be a tales from the crypt spinoff I did know that. Yeah, I, I completely that and uh, Death Becomes Her apparently was going to be a because that's movie. why Robert Zemeckis and a couple of other producers have credits on that is because it was yeah, yeah in, and then in it was that family. too good basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is funny because that was the same that happened with the Traveling Wilburys when they did that Handle Me with Care was that was their big hit that was supposed to be a George Harrison B side and then the record label was like ah oh, this is too good can you guys not just put it out as a single and or then, what else Toy Story two was supposed to be a straight-to-video crappy Disney VHS movie. Yeah. And they went, oh, you actually made an effort here. Like, man, this is uh, pretty outstanding. Man, I think that's I think that was kind of it. Those I'll are the recommend, only it's, again, recommending what usually is the competition, but definitely of interest to movie buffs. There's a show on Disney Plus that just popped up, mm-hmm. and it's an eight-part series. And I completely forgot the title just now, but it's, it's Props. <laughs> that's not good. No, it's Props or Prop Makers. But if you if you click into Disney, you'll see. Is it see called it. Mad Props? Because that would be props. that'd be a really good title. I watched four episodes so far, and it's been Mary Poppins, Tron, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Honey I Shrunk the Kids. And it's just this really kind of cool nerd guy, and he's talking about the history of the props and tracking them down. And is it like his personal collection, or no? Well, he's like a big time collector who I've never heard of before. So he'll go to Disney, he'll go to the actors, he'll go to the directors, he'll go to the vaults, you know. Yeah. Just really cool stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, talking with Bruce Boxleitner from Tron or talking with Rick Moranis was in the episode for nice. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I've heard of him. The Mary Poppins one was fascinating of just these 50-year-old pieces that are still floating around. and Yeah, like so, like umbrellas and stuff, I guess. Yeah, like, and like <laughs> when stuff goes missing, because back then yeah. nobody cared about collecting oh, yeah. things. It was just trashed, most of it. Yeah, So, but it's really interesting for movie buffs, that show. So I think the episode's coming up. There's a Roger Rabbit episode. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, just, I love that stuff. I yeah. love that kind of treasure hunting around nerd stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. Weird props. I really like that documentary uh, that they did with the uh, E.T. game where they're trying to find the Atari oh, games yeah. buried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that where it's just, for most people, that would not be interesting. No, but for me, <laughs> I watch it like the way a normal human watches the Super Bowl. I'm yeah. like, edge of my seat. Are yeah. they going to find these Atari games Man, in the ground? I love There's There's a couple of really cool video game docs that kind of did like uh, King of Kong. and like That one's pretty well known, but there was a few. I watched one, uh, uh, like Man vs. Snake, I think was another one. Yeah, and, we had that one. And there, there's a third one that I don't remember the title of now, but I watched it recently. And it's it's just so fascinating to watch these basically versions of you and I, more yeah. or less, <laughs> where you're just like geeking out about the, the most to most people mundane stuff but to them it's just like i really identify with that where it's like it's like me and my wife pretty much all the time we're just like sweetie and i just go off on a thing yeah. just <laughs> describing this thing and then a week later i'm like oh you know that thing i was telling you about like no, no. <laughs> like oh right you don't always listen to my rants which is understandable so before we wrap up i will give a shout out to our candy bar employee megan who is off to become a grown-up now oh no but it's just weird because it happened during pandemic time. So she never got a last shift. She sent Lee and I a very nice email basically saying like, this I, is my two weeks notice, but oh I man. don't think we'll be back in two weeks. So where is she, like, is she going well, to she a was different in, country or something? Or She was in school and right. she's got like an internship or a gig. Uh-huh. So she's off to somewhere, which is always the funny thing about people who work here is that 
except for the owners. Everybody else is like, it's my ongoing joke every single time it happens of like, oh, well, 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 yeah. leaving this low paying job, Man. but don't get popcorn and free movies that's, at your new job, do you, Mr. Big Shot? That's why I'm still doing the podcast. Because yeah. I, I'm actually supposed to go back to work on Monday, yeah, like, and weird. which is pretty wild. And yeah, so it's kind of a similar thing, but I'm still going to come and podcast and stuff and just yeah. pretend that I work here because I do, but I'm also, I don't know. I think about, I was talking to Emily last night, just a post COVID theater and just how weird that'll be. No matter uh, I can't what. wait. I mean, yeah. I want it, but it's going to be strange no matter what. It's going to be a lot of crying. Yeah. But yeah, Megan's great. Good. Shout out, good Bye, props. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but <laughs> I'll props. let her know. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned to all our social medias. So you know what's going on. If we have any exciting news to update you with. As mentioned, you can visit our neighbors, Black Squirrel Book and House of Targ, and they both have online options for you to support them. Support all those independent stores, support all those independent artists online, and we will see you back here soon to watch some movies one day. It'll be awesome. I can't wait. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Is there a funny thing for May the 6th, if there's a Revenge of the 5th? Is it just Revenge of the 6th? Can we keep doing this? You could. I want to keep doing Revenge of the 7th Heaven. I, I can't deal with this. From Kenner's Star Wars collection comes the Stormtrooper, the Sand People, and all 20 action figures, including new Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, and more, each sold separately. And now, Boba Fett, Star Wars villain with his laser rifle. Boba Fett is not yet available in stores, but you can get him free with four proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on specially marked packs at participating stores. Offer ends May 31st. Star Wars action figures sold separately from Kenner.